Welcome to Flower Hour. A podcast completely dedicated to baking. I'm Amanda in Los Angeles. Amanda, do you receive uh, an order for Valentine's Day from Chris? Uh, I wouldn't say an order. I don't. I don't take orders for my husband like that. But uh, if he had a request, a very kind request, I might oblige. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Does Jonathan tell you? Here's what I would like. He sends you an email. <laughs> he sends me an email. We always we collaborate on what we're going to do for Valentine's Day and what he's going to cook and what I'm going to bake. And it's a lot of fun, but I like to joke that I receive a Valentine's Day baking order every year, which I never, I always look forward to, actually. <laughs> so do you guys always stay in for Valentine's? He does like the savory and then you do the dessert? Yes, that's the tradition that's kind of come about. We have gone out once um, to a winery that we're members of, but we always find that it's a bit of an overrated food scene and it's kind of like, they're just trying to get people in and out. I'm, I'm sure there are lovely places you can go, but we both love to, to cook and to bake. So it's the perfect chance to kind of go get some oysters or go get some, um, sea urchin and some champagne and, you know, just do things the way you want to do it. So fancy. What about you guys? Do you go out? (laughs) well so yeah so we have our husbands here you hear like an unusual laugh that's my husband Chris (laughs) here listeners (laughs) (laughs) I've suddenly gone man no um yeah well we don't usually go out I would say we have no tradition and I I mean I'm not going to blame that on our lack of romance I'm going to blame it on your job yeah job definitely (laughs) yeah because usually I'm either gone or going or coming back. Yeah. So like this Valentine's day, he's going to be gone. So we'll do a little like, you know, phone call, very romantic phone call. (laughs) (laughs) You can describe the bake (laughs) you made. Here's what I would have made you if you were here. So anybody listening, my husband is a pilot. That's why, you know, that's why you're gone a lot. Say hi, Chris. Hello. Yeah. There's Chris. (laughs) And then this is my husband, Jonathan. Hi everyone. Hi, Jonathan. <laughs> this is exciting for them, for our listeners to get to meet the other half of our life. It feels kind of weird, like, because you and I, like, I know your husband, you know my husband, and, like, they're such a big part of our lives, It's it feels like they're almost always kind of here. Like, in a way, I'm like, this is so natural, because I'm always talking to him about Flower Hour and, like, sharing what we do. So, it's, uh, like, they're always kind of here, aren't they? And the crazy thing, and you and I know this, but they're a big part of our baking life, like a big part. Huge, huge. And we'll, yeah, we got some good listener questions that I think really dive deeply into that. Like, what is their role in our baking? Which is kind of <laughs> be interesting to explore. Whatever you say, though, like this is the difference. I was thinking about this, like most guests we talk to and... Then we go about our day. I'm like, we're going to talk to these guests and then the episode will be over. And then like, so watch what you say. If it hurts my feelings a lot, we may be talking about it later on. (laughs) Some of these questions are brutal. (laughs) Well, I think it'd be fun to get to know them a bit more. Maybe some of how baking has played a role or been a part of their life in the past. Should we ask them about their childhood? Yeah. Yeah. Let's hear it. 
Do you want to start? Jonathan, I was curious about both of you guys, but what is your first childhood baking memory? It could be something somebody made for you or something you made. Just what pops to mind? Uh, there's probably two things that, um, that come to mind. So baking is not a big part of my family history, um, but two things that, that kind of, uh, there are stories I've heard, but also kind of vaguely remember. One is, is with my grandmother, uh, my mom's mom. Um, she makes a lot of pies, apple pies, apple crumbles, blackberry crumbles, and she taught me how to make uh, apple pie. And that's probably the first thing that I ever made, and that's, that's a big part of uh, being at home with family. And then, um, so I, I moved from England when I was four, um, and my aunt moved over with us for a little while. And my mom always tells me stories about how during the day she would bake with me. We'd make bread and we'd do all kinds of things. Um, and I, I, I've, you know, it's one of those things where you, you've heard the story enough that you think you remember, remember it. Um, so, so I think, you know, that, that kind of introduced me early on. Um, I'm not the baker that Jeremiah is, but, but started early. You know your way around a bag of flour. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure what that means, but <laughs> it sounded kind of cool though. Chris, what about you? Well, that's a difficult question to answer. I feel like I grew up around a lot of cooking in general, probably the first, um, baking related, uh, memory. I must've been like five or six and I got a, uh, football shaped cake for my birthday. And I remember, I remember like the print on the side, the brown and like the white stripe or whatever. And, uh, but there was a whole bunch of baking all the time. My mom would, um, constantly be baking a lot of bread at once. She'd bake big batches. So remember that. Um, and then I'd go through phases of, of being intrigued with, with this type of cake or that type of cookie or whatever. And, uh, so I had some experience like trying to cook from probably, I don't know, nine or 10 years old as well. But it's really hard to say what my first baking memory was. Did your mom make the football cake? No, that was my aunt. Yeah. Aunt Kath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Aunt Kath. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was your favorite bake growing up or favorite treat? Oh gosh. Uh, favorite treat growing up. Like I said, we didn't, we didn't have a lot of that kind of stuff in the house growing up. My, my mom is, again, loves to cook, um, but it doesn't do a whole lot of baking. Um, so we didn't have cookies around. We didn't have bread around the house, off, you know, unless it was like for sandwiches. Um, I don't know. That's a really hard What about question. at a restaurant or if you're at a bakery, what would you choose as a kid? Oh, that's a good question, Jeremiah. I like to think about that. His family, his families, they're the the best foodie family. And they love to just like kind of personalities. They'll say you're either a lemon tart kind of person or like the chocolate person. Like when you go to a restaurant, you know, it kind of, it's like a personality divide. Like if you're, are you going to order the lemon tart or are you going to order the chocolate souffle? Yeah. that's. (laughs) We love to talk about that. I think it's the, the, it generally was the chocolate growing up. It was like the death by chocolate sort of thing that the kind of uh, cake that you'd leave feeling like you um, ate, you know, 50% too much. Um, so that was, and, and I, I think the other thing I really liked, and it kind of carried on through my adolescence is um, chocolate croissants. I really, really love chocolate croissants. That makes sense. Excellent treat. We agree with that, don't I would, we? I we would love chocolate agree. croissants. Yeah. What was your favorite treat growing up? Like if you just picked something? Well, I mean, if given the choice between something lemon and something chocolate, I'd definitely take the chocolate. Um, growing up there, they would always make these treats 
that were like a peanut butter chocolate bar. I remember those. Those were really good. It was basically like a layer of cookie followed by a layer of peanut butter followed by a layer of chocolate on the top. And uh, that's probably what I'd pick out as far as what my favorite was. But I, like I said, I went through phases where uh, at one point I was really, really um, liking angel food cake for some reason, you know? So <laughs> I, <laughs> I went through this big, this phase of trying to uh, make angel food cakes. I, you know, I, I had some experience actually baking it. <laughs> How old wow. you when you did that? Uh, I was in my teenage years. I was probably like 15, 16 years old. The first... Uh, I, I, talking about my aunt Kath again, um, at one point she was in cake decorating. I don't know if she still is, but she held some sort of cake decorating class that I remember. I was like, oh, I'm pretty intrigued. I'll take the cake decorating class. Of course, I wanted to put airplanes <laughs> on my cakes. So I like decorated with airplanes. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Do you have any angel food cake tips for us? Do you remember uh, just, any? Just don't overmix those egg whites. You got to <laughs> fold them in. That's a cake that. Every once in a while, I'll make, but I, and I've been thinking about it because I've always got buckets of um, egg whites laying around, but that's a good cake. I've never made it, so ah! maybe Chris needs oh. to give me a lesson <laughs> on angel food I think food this cake. is, yeah. yeah I feel like it's not a beginner's cake, is it? No. I don't know. No, it takes no. a little practice, and I had one or two that <laughs> sunk quite a bit, so. It's funny because I feel like that's a big difference between the two of us is like, with baking, there's been lots of things like even hearing you, Jonathan, say that you made apple pie when you were little and like pie freaked me out. I just felt like really scared of the crust and, and I don't know, some reason really intimidated. And Chris is the opposite. If there's something he wants or wants to make, it's like, I want angel food cake. You could look and be like recipe, uh, you know, difficulty level would be like expert. You'd be like, I'll become an expert. Like he's just that personality <laughs> where... And I'm sure the angel food cake was really good because he's that meticulous person that I think baking is a friend of for sure. So maybe you should just make me an angel food cake. I don't really even need to learn. Just make <laughs> that's one. That's your request for Valentine's Day. Yeah, there's, there's my order. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. So that kind of leads into a question we had for you guys is what is something you've baked that you felt really proud about making? I feel like that's a good is it the angel food cake? If you had to say like something you're really proud of, that's probably the first moment. Yeah. That I was proud of something I made Yeah, uh, baking, you know, otherwise I grew up cooking some food, uh, mostly like toast and eggs, I would say, but, um, yeah, that's probably the first thing I was really proud of. Yeah. What about you? Gosh. Uh, we, we were talking about the, you kind of uh, thinking about preparing for this, um, about things I've baked, um, and I, I, now that I'm with Jeremiah, I don't bake all that often, although I, I probably bake a little bit more now than I did when we, f we first got together. Um, and I think the thing that, that I was really thinking about was what we were talking about um, as a kind of funny story on the first, uh, the first birthday that Jeremiah and I were together, um, his first, first birthday, so not when he was one year old. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <That'll be awkward. laughs> the first, the first year we were together, um, we had friends over for dinner and I made, um, like a, a fruit tart. Um, and it was really good. I, I mean, it turned out really, really well. Um, it's one of my favorites. It's the kind with like the pastry cream and the fresh fruit and the apricot glaze. Yeah. And it, it, was, it tasted delicious, but it, um, as you know, with that kind of thing, it, serving it can be kind of uh, challenging because the crust is is flaky or, or, or crumbles and i remember being so like 
devastated that it didn't look as beautiful when it was served as um, as when it did in the pen. Um, there was some alcohol involved that, that may have contributed <laughs> to the emotions, <laughs> but it was delicious. And I think that was one of the things, one of the kind of more memorable things I've ate. Yeah, it was delicious. And we all know that feeling of when you've composed such a beautiful dessert and then it never cuts the way you want it to. <laughs> and no. you're like, no. <laughs> Got to get that Instagram picture before the first slice, just in case it goes awry. Cause yeah. But yeah. it meant the world, how much he cared about this dessert and what it meant, meant for me. So yeah, it was fun to make. Oh, we need a, one of those buttons. You know, I always say like, we need a sound effects button. I was thinking for this one, like we need an ah button. Like, <laughs> a little choir of angels. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I just snatched your earphone out. I can't hear. Sorry. <laughs> That's so weird. And then what about you, Chris? What was the question again? I forgot. <laughs> it was how proud, but then I think also we're going to ask how often do you guys bake? And John oh, never now. On it. Yeah. I never bake. I leave it to the experts. Yeah. Th- you say that, but here's the thing is anytime I'm sick and I'm laying in bed, sure enough, I'm going to hear the mixer going and he's in there making chocolate chip cookies. So the morbid part of me imagines life probably more than I should about what it would be like if I was dead. And I'm like, it would be very different in our house, but I know there'd still be chocolate chip cookies. Cause yeah, that's for sure. You would definitely keep making those, but that's pretty much all that you bake now. Yeah. Right? That's, that's it. That's the last thing I remember baking or I mean forever. That's, that's the only thing that I've baked in the last probably 10 years. And he made David Late's recipe. He did the New Ooh. York Times recipe. Oh wow. So. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna say it's not my favorite cookie, though. Oh, it may Ouch. be the it may be the best not one, listening. but uh, no, I it just like well, I'm a difficult one to please. I'm very critical. I think it comes from my job where I, I look for problems, you know, where sometimes they don't exist, and this this is a problem because Amanda will be like, "Here, taste this cake. Tell me what you think," and I'll taste. It. I'm like, uh, I'm and I think it's gluten free or something, and then I'll be like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> like. I don't know that I like it. And she'll be like, no, it's, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just normal. So she's trying to trick me or something. Yeah. <laughs> so I, sometimes I just, uh, I, sometimes I taste things looking for problems where none exist <laughs> and uh, I'll take my own. And, and for example, like we're, uh, testing some chocolate chip cookie recipes, you know, and, um, I have a very specific idea of what I want and things that aren't even associated with it. Like, how much grease the cookie leaves behind on the pan has anything to do with the cookie. You know, it doesn't really, but then it makes me think that it needs to be modified. Oh, wow. You're getting into the details, yeah. into the weeds. That's, that's fascinating though. That's, that's just that's a personal a- problem. <laughs> a personal problem. Back, back to the question though, of how often he bakes this is not very often because he is so meticulous that I don't want him to bake because if he got in there, I think he would sit there and hone and hone and hone and hone and like make something perfect and then put me out of the job. Like that's my job in our family. And I don't, I don't want him to take it. So he's, he really isn't very much allowed. I don't want to anyway. (laughs) Jonathan just tested one of my recipes for my book this weekend. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, the was bolo de mel. Yeah, Car, uh, so uh, uh, honey cake. Um, that was really. It's very easy. I mean, it's like get the wet ingredients, dry ingredients. Everything goes in together. Mix it for thirty seconds and put it in the oven. So, but my, the baking it was tricky, and we both were. That's where I was happy to have him testing it because 
yeah. knowing when it's done, such a simple cake can sometimes be because you don't want to overbake it. Yeah, no, I, I don't do much baking. So when I do, it's it's the simple stuff too. It's um, that I tried to make a Victoria. I know Amanda, you said you've never made a Victoria sponge. I've made two. Um, the first turned out great. Um, I was so happy with it. The second one was like a frisbee. It was like oh. you, <laughs> you could throw it and probably shatter a window. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, Jeremiah does most of the baking, um, but I don't even get to bake for his birthday because Jeremiah bakes his own birthday cake, as, as you do. Um, what else? Have I, I made puff pastry recently. What was that oh, for? Oh, yeah, you made your own sausage rolls. Oh, oh wow. yeah. That was, a, that was a, yeah, that was a big accomplishment. I should have said that. That was my most, most yeah. thing recently. That was, yeah, the Portuguese And he did style. my recipe, yep. and so it was nice to... It was really nice, too, to see how he interpreted my instructions. Oh my I'm like, gosh. I need to change a couple things. But <laughs> especially because, okay, you're not someone who bakes all the time. So it, when you write a recipe and you're thinking about people who do bake, you use different language. So I think it was really helpful to, Be to sit there with explicit. you. Yeah. yeah. But it was really good. The yeah. Page, he did a great job. That turned job. out well. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, Again, so yeah, ambitious. But... Yeah, I love that. <laughs> well... Chris, what was the first thing Amanda ever baked for you? Hmm, that is a good question. I don't know. When I typed this, because I typed this question, I was trying to figure out what it was. I have to kind of like go back from the different places we've lived. Like, obviously, I baked for you here. I baked for you a bunch in Atlanta. I baked for you a bunch in Linden. Is that the first place? So we moved out for the listeners. You guys know this, but we lived in the Shenandoah Valley We'd been living in the D.C. area, and then when we decided to start a family, we moved to this, like, super rural place. And that's where I really start baking a lot. But I don't know if that's the first place I baked for you. Oh, we made whoopie pies in Bethesda. Oh, yeah, that's probably, that's and probably chocolate the first mousse. time. We oh. did chocolate mousse there, too. Remember? Did we bake anything in Atlanta? Not that I remember. In Salt Lake. I mean, uh, it doesn't, like no, not like tour. baking stuff. No. There we, are, our, our treats before that were like toast with Nutella on there. Yeah. We, like we went through a <laughs> toast with Nutella phase where like, I'm not as much of a morning person as you are. You're not even a morning person, but I would sit on the counter while he would just like do these little toasts and put Nutella on there. That was, mm, that's that delicious. Was, like kind of our thing, but maybe Chocolate mousse or whoopie pies. Yeah. I did Julia Child's recipe for chocolate mousse one time. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have a mixer, so I did it by hand. Uh, this is definitely uh, a labor of love. That might have been the first didn't thing. Didn't you make some macarons in Atlanta before? Oh, yeah. So I also made macarons when it... So Atlanta, a previous time, not this most recent time living there, I made some with my mom. Mm -hmm. And I remember being so confused. Remember, I'm like, what is almond flour? Like it really pissed me off. I'm like, what is almond oh, no. flour? Is this flour? Like, what does that mean? And like, like I wasn't as deft with the internet at that point. It wasn't as much of a thing. So it wasn't just like a quick Google. So I was like getting cookbooks going. Like I was so confused. Anyway, so it's maybe it's macarons. Too. Yeah, that's probably it. That's a or really something stupid that was, first bake. Well, <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it basically depends on what qualifies as a first bake too, because are we uh, considering like the, the tube? crescents like pillsbury crescents did i make baking. those for you well, i mean we made them at some point and the biscuits you know we used to get the biscuits in the tubes is yeah those tube can biscuits is it, flaky does that ones. qualify mm. when you pop them open and stick them in the the oven 
No, I mean, we're really. making the rules here. That's just yeah. cooking. I'm going to go with the macarons. It okay. sounds a lot yeah, more do impressive. The, do the <laughs> <laughs> I was really impressed with the macarons. I thought they were awesome. They were okay. Like they did, they turned out. So that's good. What about you, Jeremiah? What was the first thing you made for Jonathan? Do you remember? Um, I, I think I've prepped you. <laughs> There's been a little bit of prepping here. Yeah. So I, I, I do after being prepped, I, I remember, um, <laughs> But it was, uh, um, so I was gluten, gluten free when we first met. And so it was a, a real challenge for Jeremiah, um, you know, having to transition. So he made, uh, pavlova for me, apparently. apparently. <laughs> um, a super memorable pavlova. <laughs> no, I do. I, I remember it, he, we used to, used to make pavlovas like pretty, pretty frequent. We have a lot of Australian friends too. Um, and pav, pavs are, you know, a big part of their culture in New Zealand and, and Australia. So we'd have them at my work parties. I work with a lot of Australian. And I, I mean, Jeremiah makes a really fantastic one, despite what the judges on the show well, might say. <laughs> that's, we've talked that story through and through. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now I really know how to make a good pavlova, but yeah, I was so excited because that was, that's a perfect dessert for someone who's gluten-free when you, and you don't have to deal with buying a, a bag of gluten-free flour and it's always makes people happy. And I want to say it was topped with blackberries that's the fruit I'm claiming was. It was definitely was berries. Used. Yeah. Was it just just blackberries? I'm gonna say yes. Okay. That's what I. That's how I remember it too. <laughs> One thing I I just wanted to comment on, Amanda. You you mentioned Julia Child's chocolate mousse, and Jeremiah caught my eye because that is one of my favorite recipes, and, and probably actually one of the first desserts I made for you. Also, um, if not, I don't know if it came before or after the the tart. I love so I mentioned I, I, I cook a lot and my mom cooks a lot and I learned a lot from her but I, I learned a lot of cooking from Julia Child from um, reading her cookbook and that was one of my favorites to do like Coco Vin and then her um, chocolate mousse is fantastic it's a great yeah. recipe yeah I totally it's really agree. foolproof too yeah yeah for somebody who had no experience talking about the terminology I feel like it was very user-friendly I'm sure I could read it now and have no trouble. And, and as somebody who had no idea what I was doing in the kitchen, it still was very explicit. And I, I felt very confident when the egg whites were done being whipped and like very clear. So yeah, it's a special recipe for sure. Maybe we need to make that again after you're back, like <laughs> two days after Valentine's day. <laughs> so moving from the first bake to the wedding cake, we want to know all about what your wedding cake was like. Well, it's funny that we're on chocolate mousse because that's probably the closest thing we had to a wedding cake. Did we have a wedding cake? No, I mean, because we didn't have a wedding cake. So uh -huh. we oh, did wow. a Justice of the Peace wedding. I didn't even know this. And then, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then we ended up on our honeymoon kind of like having a moment where we just discussed our love. Like I would say that was as close as we came to like our own vows. Like we did the vows at the courthouse, like. But then we kind of discussed and we had chocolate mousse then mm. in Paris. So <laughs> oh, it's romantic. That's pretty romantic. I think it's really yeah. nice. Yeah. So, I mean, that's as close. It's not, a, it's not a wedding cake, but what do you, what would you say? I didn't mean to hide. hide no, you answer. didn't hijack it. I, I just figured, Hey, there's no answer. We didn't have a wedding cake. There you go. So what about you guys? 
What did you have for a wedding? Um, well, I was banned from making it. Jeremiah so I wanted to strongly make it. wanting oh to. Jeremiah uh, has a tendency to overcommit. Um, he says yes to everything, <laughs> and so yeah, there was a, a, a strong no for doing that. So we had his um, his cousin, who's a pastry chef, um, do our wedding cake, um, and you know, to be honest, I didn't even get to try it um, because it was so good that it was, it it was a three tier cake and it disappeared. Oh uh, wow! But everyone said it was fantastic. It was like summer fruit. So um, it was, there was chocolate fondant on the outside to make it kind of like um, rustic and masculine. Um, Then it was the flavors were peach and blackberry, I think. I don't remember. What was the cake flavor? Was it a vanilla cake? Yeah, her and I collaborated together and she actually also let me come and bake with her, um, which was a joy. And so this is my cousin Renee. And Renee Bills, and she has a cake business out here in Sacramento. And I am dying to convince her to come do Flower Hour episode about sugar flowers because she makes flowers that are like, they look real. But anyway, she's being a bit shy. So, Renee, if you're listening, stop being so shy. (laughs) We want you, Renee. Come on. (laughs) So, she, she did a white cake, and we soaked it with almond liqueur. And then it was a summer wedding, and all around us is just peaches and blackberries and those are the, the flavors that from my my childhood growing up in northern california so she did one filling with i think it was like a cream cheese icing and peaches fresh peaches and the mm. other one was just swiss meringue buttercream with fresh blackberries so I, I didn't want any cooked fruit i wanted it all to be fresh and oh i did a fruit cake to kind of nod towards the english oh, traditions yeah. and that was the top tier so that that's an easy cake to save because it's you know so heavily preserved. So yep. we did have that a year later. It was two years later. Two years later, because yeah. we were in Portugal. Jeremiah booked a vacation so that he was going to be out of town for our first anniversary. I was <laughs> oh, like, Jeremiah! You do realize this is? I just go- I say yes, to, and then <laughs> then figure it out. I'm learning. I'm learning. But her cake was spectacular. <clears throat> and we had like this, our wedding was in the woods at a summer camp, basically. With It was off the grid. There was no cell reception. And my cousin Renee is just such a trooper. Like she studied in New York pastry and she, you know, she knows her stuff. But here she's waltzing into the woods. She brings a table. She's got her fondant. She's got the cakes. And she covers those, like does the decorating, the fondanting all in the woods oh, outside. Wow. Oh, and like wow. no big deal. I, I'd be stressing out so much. And she's just calm and cool and professional and it was a stunning stunning cake yeah it was and so it was it was beautiful we should you should post a picture of it for people who haven't seen that's it. a good idea and one of the the most fun things too is we had cake toppers and, and as you can imagine there's not a, a whole lot of husband and husband cake toppers so we had um these like vintage ones from one of my best friends, her, her uncle um, had two male cake toppers that were from like probably the 1940s or fifties. They're adorable. Um, They're really, really adorable. Thank you, Gina. Yeah. So we still have them on our, our um, shelf now. Um, It just really made the cake. Like that much more special, just a topper as a topper should. How special to find that too. And to be able to find a vintage version is pretty cool. All right, so fast forwarding from wedding to now this year, do you guys have your dessert planned for this Valentine's? It's <laughs> in the making. Yeah. What did you, what are we collaborating on? So, uh, yeah, Jeremiah asked for kind of flavor um, suggestions, and we've done a lot of chocolate, a lot of chocolate raspberry. Jeremiah does some really delicious chocolate cakes. cherry. Yeah. I think we've done. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so this year I, I asked for something a little different. Um, 
Uh, and I, I don't know if it's just I feel more wintry this year. So I wanted something a little bit more rustic. Um, and one of the <laughs> so and what I mean by that is something that involves pastry of some sort rather than cake. And one of the flavors I love because I grew up in England is rhubarb. Um, mm. And rhubarb is not really this time of year. It's a little early for rhubarb. I still have to make sure that it's available. Yeah. This could thwart our whole plan. Yeah, it really backfire. But <laughs> Um, so those are the things I asked for, I think, rhubarb, pastry. So I mentioned like a galette or maybe a tart or I, I don't know which way he's going with it. I kind of want to do something really refined. <laughs> there were mentions of entremet and I was like, no, that's not, that does not fit the bill. <laughs> I think I want to do a, one of these tarts that kind of have different layers inside, like maybe a potential like, um, like a jam and then maybe a layer of um, cake and then some like Moose spheres. Sounds I like an entremet to me. It's <laughs> going to be an entremet in a tart. Maybe you need to do like an entremet perched on top of a meal foie yeah. or something so that you scratch oh, all the edges. Ooh. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Amanda. I feel like you're going this way and he's going that way. So yeah. we'll come back together. That's always how it goes. As long as you converge, yeah, in the end. Well, when you will see each other, are you going to make something special? Do you want to request something? You, it's recording, so I basically have to do it. If you, <laughs> there's so many sweets around all the time that it's like hard. I don't know if you guys encounter this, but like with so much baking, it's almost hard to ever even develop a craving. I find this sometimes. Like I almost have to go. I'm going to try not to bake for you know a few days and then see what rises in my palate because otherwise it's like it's just there's sugar everywhere. So. I don't know. And we definitely have that. One one thing I've noticed though is for Jeremiah, it's all Portuguese all the time, and so a lot of times I'm like, just can we just have something that's I love Portuguese baking. Can we have something that's not Portuguese? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. For special occasions, it's yeah, definitely moves away from that heritage. The fun time to shake it up. Yeah, the chocolate stuff is the best. If there was any request, it would be the chocolate cake. That's the best. Chocolate cake with chocolate frosting. He's so easy. Wants <laughs> chocolate chip cookies or chocolate cake. Like I could just alternate and and have a very happy life. <laughs> so well, good thing cake. she makes the best of both. Yeah, we just <laughs> had your chocolate. Jeremiah made your chocolate cake a couple weeks ago, and it's really delicious. It's the best. Yeah, you guys yeah. are so sweet. All right, well, let's make a chocolate cake. I'll make everybody happy. Thank you. Next from, <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> I want to pronounce it, but I feel like I'll just butcher it. Harlequinista. There we go. Do the hubbies consider themselves just full-on fanboys or collaborators, (laughs) critiquers? I can't stop laughing at this. I told you before, Jeremiah, I'm like, I feel like we're married to such men. Like, to imagine calling either of them fanboys just (laughs) cracks me up. Like, Like lurking around the kitchen waiting for us to sign their their arm i feel like we should ask that turn this question back on you guys do you consider us to be fanboys or critiquers <laughs> and collaborators you go jeremiah you go well i think we need to reframe the fanboys um but i do feel like i you are my biggest fan and you collaborate with me so well you challenge me make me think of things i hadn't considered your critiques are so helpful thank you yeah I, I, I guess I would say my probably more in the, the fanboy um, area. Um, I think I, I enjoy giving Jeremiah feedback, but sometimes I think my I have I have a tendency to be critical, and I have to sometimes frame what I say and, and start with the positive things because it sounds like Chris, maybe you have the same. I would say so. Although occasionally something <laughs> pops up, and I'm like, 
it's so good that I have nothing to say. Yeah. I know I've really That's when you it. just want to fall over and with happiness, right, Amanda? <laughs> yeah, just absolutely. Like, so happy. <laughs> like that's fantastic. There's there's no, nothing you can improve upon. I was get, I feel like our baking relationship has evolved a lot. Like for a while, like he was totally in critique mode. And then I feel like we have like one, one moment that kind of where, where I'm like, you are not Mary Berry. You need to stop. (laughs) 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 And like, from then I'm like, this is the role I need you to play in my life. Like you are my fan. Cause in in your heart, you've always been a fan of what I make and like eating it and loving it. But his critiques are really valuable too. So that's the thing. I, I'm sure you're the same Jeremiah where mm. it's like, it hurts to hear like the negative feedback or whatever, but then yeah. they, they're, they're really smart guys. Like what Chris has really? to say, I really respect. So it's a mix. I would say. Thank you to Subi honey for sponsoring this episode of flower hour. The next time you're baking, consider skipping the sugar and substituting it for honey. But not just any kind. Try using the traditional filtered Sue Bee Honey or Aunt Sue's Raw and Unfiltered Honey. Both are a great alternative for sugar. For starters, you can use a third less honey than sugar when you bake, which means you're reducing calories. And different kinds can add different flavors, like Sue Bee's Orange Honey or Aunt Sue's Wildflower Honey. Plus, when you use Subi Honey or Aunt Sue's, you're guaranteed pure, premium, USA honey that's tested for the highest quality in purity, clarity, and flavor. How do they ensure this quality? Because all of their honey is produced by the 270 independent family beekeepers who make up the Sioux Honey Association Co-op. The co-op started nearly 100 years ago, and to this day, they still know all of the beekeepers by name. Because they believe it's not just where your honey comes from that matters, it's who. So the next time you're baking... Pick up a bottle of Sue Bee or Aunt Sue's at your favorite supermarket or shop for honey online at suebee.com. That's S-U-E-B-E-E.com. I, Jonathan has an expression that if it's really good and I've nailed it, there'll be like silence and a bit of like eyes rolling back in the head and a big smile. And I've no, I, that's the best for me. I'm just like, okay, <laughs> I'm on the right track. Uh i do i'd say one one thing that jeremiah has um called me on a little bit too is um giving critiques in front of (laughs) in front of guests (laughs) at the dinner table (laughs) i was like um not right now not right now (laughs) not the time it's not the time or place yeah i know so my way to measure if he really likes something is when he goes back and keeps slicing on you know a cake or something or if it's a cookie if i notice like there were 10 and that number is shrinking beyond the initial taste that's how i that's how i like measure how much he likes it so that makes sense. Like, like you said, cause there's so much sweet stuff all the time. The stuff that I go back for it, it like, That's you, true. like you said, it's the stuff that, cause I, I have a choice. So if you're making the choice to go back for it, that means something. Yeah. They're all almost always swiped in the mornings when I get up and like, yeah. what's missing? What, what, what did he take? <laughs> all right. So a question from Shannon Nord says, is it true? The way to your sweetheart's heart is through their stomach. Do you guys think that's true? I think in a way, yes. Yes. 
Yeah. There are I mean, many ways. I think so too. I mean, I think, um, yeah, I mean, I think there's, especially as you get older and you kind of, you, um, I think, you know, food, baking, cooking, all that kind of stuff is, is a way to spend time with people. And so I think that that's kind of what it does. I also, I think one of the things I've learned through watching Jeremiah is the in, inordinate amount of time that it takes to bake things. Um, and I think people don't, uh, I didn't realize that. And so, so I, I think it means more to me now when people bake things because it is a, a, a really, um, a, uh, effort of love, um, and a real commitment of time. So, um, so I think that's, that's very meaningful. It's a really sweet observation. Yeah. What do you think? Is That's definitely way? part of it. Yeah. I would say, <laughs> I would say it's a huge portion. Um, obviously you can't just, if, if you bake for somebody and they fall in love with you, then every baker would have everyone in love with them, you know? <laughs> So it's, <laughs> can you imagine like My all the people who man, go to a, he's like, no, go to a bakery and, uh, you know, they, ha- they have thousands and thousands of true loves. Probably. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fun way to think about it, <laughs> but it's definitely a way to show that you care and, uh, you know, that you can put something, your time and effort into something that really means something. I always think about, it might be, is it an Elton John song? It's where they say, my gift is my song and this one's for you. Is yes, that, your song. Yeah, yeah it's his so one of his I favorites. always think about that when I'm baking. I'm like, my, like my gift is my baking. And when I'm baking for someone, I'm always thinking like, this one's for you. So I hope it's the way to your heart. Cause it's definitely like when I'm baking for you, I'm thinking the whole time, like, this is what I have to give. And like, I want to give it to you. Like well, it's, it comes it's, through. It's for you. I get so emotional, <laughs> <laughs> but for me, it is from the heart. So I hope it's going from the stomach to the heart. Cause that's where, that's where it's meant to go. Yeah. Definitely. Well, this next question is really going to switch the way we feel about things. <laughs> <laughs> At Dawson.bakes wants to know what, do they think the worst thing we've ever baked was? Oh wow! I, I've got. Jonathan has a list. To he has a list. This person. Oh gosh, this comes through. Uh, this, <laughs> this is some. Uh, so oh, going back to uh, when we first met, um, and I was uh, gluten free. Um, we so my parents live in uh, on the east coast, um, and um, they've placed on Hilton Head. We we went down to Hilton Head to visit them, and Jeremiah and That's I. When I was meeting them, yeah, it was your first time meeting them. Um, we arrived a couple days early, and Jeremiah had really embraced this gluten free thing head on. Um, so it really hats off to him for that. Um, however, um, we hadn't really mastered it re- quite yet. Um, and so he's, um, like I said, he, he kind of, he, he overcommits a little bit. So he always wants to do big and new. And so he, I can't remember, was it a Bavarian cake? What, what cake was it? It was my making? favorite tartine recipe of all time. It's their summer Bavarian cake. Yeah. It's layers of chiffon. It's a delicious cake, cake. Pastry cream, fresh fruit, whipped cream. It's just a summer so, um, and you'd made it for me a couple times, I think before, maybe even gluten, I'm sure gluten-free anyway. So we, we were down there and I think it was a combo of the, not having the right flour, it being a new the one oven. with the beans in it, the it, bean oh, flour. Oh yeah. We've Don't talked put about that in a cake. Bean flavor. Yeah. Mm. Disgusting. Yeah. It's a chickpea flavored cake. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so my parents were arriving that day, um, and he had made this gorgeous, really, really stunning cake. Um, and, I don't know if we ran out of time or what happened, but it just wasn't baked in the middle. So it was raw 
chickpea flour in the middle of the cake. So he just started scooping. It's kind of like a, a show, uh, like a, a GBBO kind of moment, moment where you're like scooping raw dough out in order to make it presentable. It turned out edible. to be like a donut cake. <laughs> Aww. It actually turned out to be really good because I think he filled it with whipped cream instead. All the same um, stuff. It yeah. was just without the raw dough, thank God. But I can't imagine how stressful that would have been for you. Um, but he made it work. It's, I mean, he really he, he rose to the occasion. But it was definitely, it was a stressful, I think, moment for both of us. They liked it. Yeah. They're, well, they, they told me they liked it. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds not terrible at all to me. I think that's one of your like major strengths as a baker is... Like everybody has things go wrong, but you do, you rise to the occasion and you're innovative and you figure it out. Like when push comes to shove. So it sounds like you worked it out. My aunt, my grandmother look at me when I'm having those moments, like we would have thrown it in the trash. I don't know what you're doing. (laughs) All right. I'm bracing myself. I'm really sensitive. Well, I'm going to preface this feelings. I'll preface it by saying that uh, everything that Amanda bakes is delicious. So I'll cover my bases with that. Um, however, if there's anything that's bad, it usually has to do with some flavor that I don't like. And that has really nothing to do with the bakes. But um, I generally don't like cardamom or, you know, some some of the other spices that you put in to, to try to make bakes interesting. He doesn't like, like, he's like, why are you doing this? Making it interesting. Yeah. yeah like cardamom really gets you. Yeah. He's coming around on almond extract. I, I am. I'm, uh, I'm appreciating it a little bit more than I have. I used to be able to sniff out like a, a drop of it in anything. I'm like, oh, I can't, I just, I, I, I taste it. I can smell it. It's like permeating through my, my nasal cavities and up into my brain. And I just can't, can't handle it. <laughs> have a marzipan brain (laughs) (laughs) but that's uh some of those bakes that that get a little um crazy on the the flavors i don't i don't love but that has nothing to do with the baking ability and i think overall amanda's really good even if you take something that you wouldn't traditionally think would be good in cake about uh balancing it like she made a grapefruit and peppercorn combination like a cake and frosting with that and you wouldn't think that would be good, but it is, you know, and it's, it's interesting and it was good. But if, if I had to say that'd probably be among the, some of the worst things that she's baked and that's like, you know, sometimes you have to try stuff. That wasn't too painful. That's good. I was scared of this question. I'm like, I don't want to know. Good job, Chris. Good job. Uh, Sour Ho Baking wants to know, do you ever get tired of delicious baked goods made by the love of your life? Oh, they frame it so generous, generously. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you're all looking at me. Um, so um, I guess I'll take this one. I, I <laughs> no, I don't think so. I mean, I don't. Um, people ask ask a lot of that question. You know, do you 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 get sick of it, or how do you stay thin, and blah blah blah. blah. And the reality is, I think you know, with like you said, with sweet stuff around all the time, I'm tasting it all the time. Um, I don't eat a lot of it. Um, but I love it because because um, what Jeremiah does is so interesting, and he's always trying new things. So um, so no, I, I never get tired of it. Do you? Chris? I definitely never get tired of it. Everything like I tell people I work with all the time that my wife is usually baking something every day, and it's um, it's awesome. You know, it's great to taste. I I really appreciate it. I know she puts a lot of time and effort into it, and it tastes delicious. And, and honestly, maybe it comes from some sort of a, a, like a forced sabbatical that I take every week. 
And then, but the, the, the days that I'm here, I never get sick of it. You know, sometimes I eat a little bit too much of it, but that's, uh, that's not really a problem. I try to keep it all in perspective anyway. Yeah. So. Like his balance is that he's gone half the week. So that makes sense. That's, you know, like how does he not become obese is like, go away for a few days <laughs> yeah. and then come back and we feast some more. So <laughs> it works out at Catherine wink wants to know what is their favorite of our bakes. Are you sticking with chocolate? I'm going to have to go with the chocolate cake or chocolate cake with chocolate frosting. Her chocolate cake is the best chocolate cake. And actually all the cakes are pretty good. Even the vanilla is probably the best vanilla cake too. So maybe, maybe I don't really have a straight answer, but if I had to say it'd be the chocolate cake. That's what you always want. Yeah. Like if you said something else, it'd be like, what? Yeah. Chocolate cake. Who are you? I'm excited to see what you're going to say. Yeah. I, it's so hard to choose just one. Um, so it doesn't say single favorite bake. So I'm going to go with plural. Um, hey, that's like me, Manda. I, I always say more than one thing. <laughs> um, so there's a couple that come to mind. Um, one of them is, um, it's a really easy recipe, um, but it's delicious. Um, and it's, it's so nice because it uses the citrus from Jeremiah's um, grandparents' house. So it's a mandarin cake um, that is like really, really good. It's almond, right? It's, it's almond also, block. yeah, from the gluten-free days. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a Nigella recipe. I think it started there, but yeah. a lot of people, it's, I even saw the cinnamon post his, a recipe that hits like one of his mom's recipes. Yeah. That, that one's really good. So there's a, there's a couple in that line of like simple cakes that I really love. So there's that one, there's a um, caramel cake, a Portuguese caramel cake that is to die for, like literally to die for. Um, and that actually leads me on to probably one of my favorite. So there's two, two varieties of favorite thing that Jeremiah has made for me. Um, one of them is a banana cream pie, um, Tartine's banana cream pie. Have you made that, Amanda? No. Is it a must? Oh, you guys are going to flip out when you eat that. You need to make that like this week. Okay. Yeah. And I, so I didn't grow up with banana cream pie, so it's not like a nostalgic thing for me, but it's a de- really decadent, really, really well-composed dessert. Um, so he's made that, um, but for my birthday last year, he um, he did an ins- he kind of deconstructed that and did an inspiration from that, which involved the caramel cake. I think was the base was the caramel cake, and then um, it was a mousse cake on top with banana and white chocolate, I think, and then um, other things. Yeah, it was it was a it was a good cake. I feel like I remember seeing this one on Instagram. It looked so good. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, we we needed you guys there to eat it with us. <laughs> <laughs> Have us up. We're on our way. (laughs) We'll travel for dessert. Okay, next question, also from Catherine Wink, says, what is their pet peeve on loving a baker? Ooh, that's a good one. I know what my answer would be. Any pet peeves? The first uh, first thing that comes to mind would be dishes. You know, the dishes are... That's what I was whether she, whether she does them and she's uh, very good about doing her own dishes. Like I very rarely do any of them, but it's still like a lot of stuff all the time. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I, like you said, I'm pretty good about cleaning up after myself. Like really good. Yeah, really good. Just shout myself yeah. out there, but it's it's a mess. <laughs> really like good. it's a big mess. It's a huge mess. So, I, I mean, I would be a little yeah. annoyed. I think if you had a project that was his projects are like motorcycles. So they're contained to the garage. I think if you had a project that was in the house that made as much of a mess as mine, that would definitely be my pet peeve. So I get it. Yeah. What about you guys? I think you probably, I think you, you know what my pet peeve 
I, I'm well. I'm wondering if it's the same. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so um, everything is sticky in the kitchen. Everything <laughs> is sticky all the time. <laughs> the fridge door is sticky. The uh, the faucet, like it's really, it's really Not all the time. <laughs> quite often, uh, flowery sometimes, but more often it's and it's partly because we're so we're beekeepers too. So there's a lot of honey. So the da- downstairs is sticky also. I'm like, how did how did everything get so sticky, <laughs> Cheryl? <laughs> that's the cleaner uh, make sure she comes more often yeah i think that's it just a, a <laughs> sticky wife with all that sugar around yeah at sunday baking would like to know what's a childhood favorite baked item that you would like us to master and explain why and she gave the example that her husband wants her to work on his great grandmother's dinner rolls oh wow i mean that's you're asking for a lot when you're Asking for one of grandma's recipes. Yes. <laughs> that is really, oof. I don't know. Isn't that I, kind of like a taboo question? Like, oh, my mom made the greatest uh, whatever. Well, I was going to say, like, it's a, that's definitely, like, a touchy one. I know, like, I've heard this in yeah. lots of families where, like, the wife doesn't want to hear about, you know, the spouse's... Uh, parents great recipe kind of thing. Like I know, like I've seen this in a lot of relationships where like whoever is the baker doesn't want to hear about the family's stuff. Like, you know, don't tell me how great your mother made this, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And, and then there's a whole other element. So I'll just say like in our family, Chris's mom makes really delicious lemon bars, but it's like, it's her thing you know, and I would feel a little, like a little inappropriate. It's almost like if I tried to cut my hair just like hers and tried to look like her, like it would be almost like creepy. I would feel a little strange to be like, now I'm making lemon bars. Like, I think it would step on her toes a little bit because that's Lois's thing and she makes great lemon bars. So like, we don't have that. Like, yeah. if you asked me to make lemon bars, I'd be like, no, ask your mom. <laughs> like, let her it. do that for you. <laughs> I, 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 I'm having a really hard time with that one. There's not, there, there's, and there's nothing that was like such a big staple of my childhood that was baking. Any of the pies or crumbles? I mean, they're all good. They're, but they're, they're, they're not that difficult, though. They're so. also, I feel like, really tied to a location. I mean, your grandma's making them in Wales, and yeah. that's a different world than, yeah. than where yeah. we are. Like was she using yeah, local a dip- produce? It's just a like different country, it, not yeah, a world. Like grabbing, <laughs> grabbing it from her garden or something. So it's like you can't really replicate it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's probably more of just like a um, like a different kind of not not necessarily that the, the ingredients are so different, but it's more like just you know the 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 who you're with. Like it would be hard to replicate that experience, I guess. Right, um, right. I can see that. You've stumped us, Sunday baking. Yeah. Well, have we come to the end of it all? It goes fast with these guys. Yeah. It really was fun. Yeah. yeah, it was really fun. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, guys. Oh, that's well, so we sweet. have one yeah, more. We you. do have one more question oh, to send you out this on. is going to be good. I'm curious. What's the last question? It's our classic Amanda, you flower do it. You do question. It. So we want to know if you could bake. And I know in your case, since you don't bake as much, maybe... I don't know. Should we change it up to if you could eat with? Yeah, let's you know, try something different. Bake or eat with someone, dead or alive. Who would it be, and what would you 
either bake or what would you eat? This is going to sound cheesy. I would, um, I would eat with you, you know, that's the person that I want to be with (laughs) dead or alive. (laughs) You're the best. Oh, it's like, I didn't tell him to say that. He didn't know. I promise. That's really sweet. That's adorable. Jonathan. I mean, how am I going to follow that? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I, but I, no, the, the sentiment is true though. I, I, I mean, why would I want to, why would I want to choose anyone else? Um, I, I think I would maybe pull one per, one other person into it again, because why, why choose one when you get to choose two? <laughs> um, and I feel like um, there's one person that I'm really sad that, um, that Jeremiah didn't ever get to meet, which is my grandfather, uh, my mom's uh, dad. Um, and the reason why I'd want to pull him in is because I love, I love cooking specifically more than baking. And he was the uh, consummate gardener and he was so proud of um, being able to, so my grandmother, the one that makes um, apple pies, um, she's still alive. Um, she, he would bring in the vegetables and she would cook with them and he would like tally up like how much he had made and how much they'd saved by him making uh, gardening. And he was uh, a really, really uh, uh, interesting person. Um, and um, I think Jeremiah would have really enjoyed meeting him. Um, so Jeremiah can't meet him. I'd, I'd bring him back and have dinner with both of them. Oh, I, I would love that. Sounds like a great That's dinner nice. party. What would we have? You didn't say. Well, oh, yeah. Think about what we'd have. Definitely not red meat for you. No, <laughs> I don't love red meat. Could we have chocolate croissants? That's Absolutely. what I wanted to say. We used to eat chocolate croissants a lot when we were dating. We would go to this bakery in Salt Lake. And so like, to me, that's still the most romantic thing that we could have together. Chocolate croissants sound nice. Yeah. Gosh, for me, um, so it would be definitely back to cooking rather than baking. Um, and I think um, what I would love to do is, is so um, my grandfather is Welsh. And um, a lot of times, so on St. David's Day, it's the patron saint of, um, of Wales. We'll try and do like a Welsh meal. Um, we've done it a couple of years. So Welsh food is like lamb is big. Um, leeks are really big too. Um, daffodils. We don't eat daffodils, but um, we have them on the table. <laughs> Um, so I would probably want to do a leg of lamb. Um, and, and part of the reason for that is because I've tried it so many times. I've always failed. Um, so I'd really want to try to master that. Um, yeah. And have some other kind of maybe other traditional things. Yum. And Jeremiah, would you make dessert at this dinner party? We're planning the whole menu now. I'm, I'm really into it. Yeah. I would just love to go into your grandpa's garden and see what's, what's there and do something simple. With fruit, you've made a you've made a couple of Welsh desserts, right? Barabrith. Oh, yeah, that's a really nice bread. That's um, the fruit. It's all dried fruit. It's soaked in black tea and then baked into the really good Ooh, baked into the bread. Good. It's is yeah, it is yeasted. It's very nice, very nice. And those Welsh cakes too. Oh my gosh, those are delicious. It's kind of like between a biscuit and a scone, so that kind of buttery, flaky texture with currants. Mm, they're, they're really very good. nice, especially they're when they're thick, right like out of a the really oven. thick pancake, but small and cookie-ish. Oh, they're very good. Oh, that sounds good. Oh, well, thanks again, guys. We'd have you every so time. So hungry now. You're welcome. We're out of <laughs> yes. things to talk about, though. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, That's thank true. you. It was really fun. Be sure to subscribe to Flower Hour on iTunes or SoundCloud. And if you're enjoying your time with us, leave us a review. We'd appreciate it. 